Job chapter 39. Do you know the time when the mountain goats give birth? Do you watch when the doe bears fawns? Can you count the months that they fulfill? Or do you know the time when they give birth? They bow themselves, they bear their young, they end their labor pains. Their young ones become strong. They grow up in the open field. They go out and don't return again. Who has set the wild donkey free? Or who has loosened the bonds of the swift donkey? Whose home I've made the wilderness and the salt land his dwelling place. He scorns the tumult of the city. Neither does he hear the shouting of the driver. The range of the mountains is his pasture. He searches after every green thing. Will the wild ox be content to serve you? Or will he stay by your feeding trough? Can you hold the wild ox in the furrow with his harness? Or will he till the valleys after you? Will you trust him because his strength is great? Or will you leave him to your labor? Or will you leave to him your labor? Will you confide in him that he will bring home your seed and gather the grain of your threshing floor? The wings of the ostrich wave proudly, but are they the feathers and the plumage of love? For she leaves her eggs in the earth, on the earth, and warms them in the dust, and forgets that the foot may crush them, or that the wild animal may trample them. She deals harshly with her young ones as if they were not hers. Though her labor is in vain, she is without fear because God has deprived her of wisdom. Neither has he imparted to her understanding. When she lifts herself up on high, she scorns the horse and the rider. Have you given the horse might? Have you clothed his neck with a quivering mane? Have you made him to leap as a locust? The glory of his snorting is awesome. He pours in the valley and rejoices in his strength. He goes out to meet the armed men. He mocks at fear and is not dismayed. Neither does he turn back from the sword. The quiver rattles against him, the flashing spear and the javelin. He eats up the ground with fierceness and rage. Neither does he stand still at the sound of the trumpet. As often as the trumpet sounds, he snorts. Aha! He smells the battle afar off, the thunder of the captains and the shouting. Is it by your wisdom that the hawk soars and stretches her wings towards, toward the south? Is it at your command that the eagle mounts up and makes his nest on high? On the cliff he dwells and makes his home, on the point of the cliff and the stronghold. From there he spies out the prey. His eyes see it afar off. His, love, his, loved one, his loved ones also suck up blood. Where the slain are, there he is. These are the comments for Job 39, and we're in the theophany, the appearance of God and the Lord's speech, the last words of the book of Job. And as you know, God always gets the final word. <laughs> in this chapter, the questions continue. And in this chapter, the Lord starts talking about animals that he's made. 
He talks about wild goats, about the deer, about wild ox, even about the ostrich and how stupid it is. He talks about the strength of the horse. He talks about the hawk and the eagle. The entire chapter is devoted to these animals that God created and their unique abilities. God asks Job questions like, you know, where were you when the mountain goats give birth? You know, I mean, who knows how many mountain goats are giving birth right now? But as God goes through these animals one by one by one, we realize there are so many different types of animals. Um, and the Lord knows about them all. You know, I, I remembered reading a, a paper about this um, this lady who was a PhD student and she was researching the sunfish. So these sunfish are these gigantic fish that are like shaped, shaped like a coin, but they're like a meter or two meters in size. And they're like a big round fish with tiny little fins. And they swim up to the surface. They, they, they live way out in the middle of the ocean, but they swim up to the surface and lay flat and let the sun get on them. That's why they're called sunfish. And uh, but they're very rare. Like, uh, you know, out in the middle of the ocean, they're not rare, but you don't see them. And so this woman, you know, this was her PhD project, and she would go out in these ships for weeks at a time <laughs> looking for sunfish to photograph and to research, to try to catch them and tag them and track their movements. So she spent, you know, all these years of her life researching this one species to learn the most basic facts about it. You know, how do they reproduce? You know, how many hours a day do they spend at the surface of the water? Just to learn stuff. And here's the Lord saying, are you there when the mountain goats give birth? The Lord knows every single sunfish. <laughs> he knows when they're at the bottom of the ocean. He knows when they're having babies. He knows when they're at the top. And you know, he knows every different species. He knows the sunfish. He knows the clownfish, you know. <laughs> he knows the mosquitoes. He knows everything. And what amazes me is that the Lord doesn't just know the details of every species. He knows every individual. Just like he knows every individual person, he knows every individual animal. Um, in Psalm 118, it says this, and this quote is right out of context, but it's just perfect for this. It says, the Lord has done this, and it is marvelous. And I agree, it is marvelous. As we contemplate the, the sustaining of the earth, like everything that's going on on the earth right now, the number of people and animals. The, if God was a juggler, how many balls does he have up in the air at the same time? Billions and trillions of them, and he keeps them all up in the air. The Lord is marvellous. In the New Testament, Christ said in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? He said, consider the sparrows. He says, the Lord cares for the sparrows and the Lord knows when a single sparrow falls. So there we've got Jesus in the New Testament connecting to what God said here to Job in the Old Testament. The Lord knows every animal. And if the Lord cares for the sparrows, the implication of all of this is God cares for Job. If God knows when the mountain goats are giving birth and he knows all those other details, what God is saying, but he, without actually saying it, is God cares for Job. And just like Jesus said in the New Testament, you know, you know, if God cares for the sparrows, how much more does he care for you? The Lord is saying it to you too. If God cares for horses and ostriches, mountain goats, hawks and eagles, the Lord cares for you too, and it's marvellous. Lord, thank you that you care for us. I thank you that you're on top of the details. Thank you, Lord, that your grace is with us. 
Thank you, Lord, for guiding and helping and protecting us in Jesus' name. Amen.